You're listening to the Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. Happy Thursday or Friday or Saturday or whatever day. You're listening to this recorded show because, I mean, really, if we're being honest, God only knows whenever I'm going to post it. So it could be next Thursday when you're listening to this. I mean, I don't know. That's my, that's on me. That's my bad. And I apologize. But in any case, happy whatever day it is that you're listening to the Pittsburgh Powder podcast. I hope it's been a great day for you. I hope this podcast will make it an even better day for you, right? It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Poop the Bard, Beef the Legend. Tiger Bomb Tom, the, uh, the, the, well, let's face it, the guy who's probably going to wind up being our next chooserweight champ, allegedly Dave, and yours truly, Ransom Dummy Face Dum Dum Face, uh, we're here to do talkies, and we have a lot to do talkies about. However, before we do talkies, I would be remiss if I didn't address something. The day has finally come. I didn't think it was going to happen. But the day has finally come when that bloated, hot-aired, gas-bagged blabbermouth is finally gone. Thanks to the return of our Lord and Savior, CM Punk. Unfortunately, this bloated gas bag who can't stop won't stop because all he does is just jabber on jabbering forever isn't gone forever and i would you know if you don't know who i'm talking about i'm of course talking about ryback for those of you who aren't aware ryback sent out a tweet before survivor series and said if cm punk returns i'm quitting wrestling i'm retiring from wrestling well cm punk returned and then what did ryback do he went ahead and sent out another tweet and said CM Punk had to return to AEW in order for me to retire. He returned to WWE, so I'm not going to retire. Well, this guy's listen, a phony. I don't ever remember that being a stipulation. I went back and I read your tweet, Mr. Back. That was never, never stated. You said if CM Punk returns, you never said if CM Punk returns to AEW. Stop trying to weasel your way out and let's not kid ourselves. We don't need you to retire from professional wrestling. Professional wrestling has retired from you. Peddle your supplements with Alex Jones on InfoWars. Go away. Sell them to the gay frogs. You're not going to come back to a wrestling ring where you're going to be widely seen by anybody. You've had your day in the sun. Goodbye, sir. Stay away. We've retired from you. You don't need to retire from wrestling. Piss off. Now... Let's go ahead and get into the meat and potatoes of the show because Survivor Series was Saturday. We have a lot to review. We have a lot to digest. We have a lot to speculate about. So, Beef, Poot, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. You steer this ship of the damned, and Vapor and I will be along for the ride. Aye, 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 Captain. Before, before... And I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the standings because I fucking know what's coming. 
Hey, Beef, can you tell me where I'm at in the standings? Every fucking everybody. Everybody. Hey, Beef, where not am I just fucking, Not just hey, fucking... Not, hey. not, not just fucking... Go ahead. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Go hey, ahead. Beef, where am I in the standings? <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh... All these fucking mouths, except for Scooby. You know why Scooby doesn't want to know where he's at in the standings? Because he's the fucking anchor, and he knows where he's at. Coming for you, Scoob. Anyway. He's the only um, reason I'm not the worst. Thanks, Scoob. Before we do that. Yeah. And we're going to do that. I want to gloat. Because. I called it. I called it, like, four months ago. <clears throat> yeah, fucking CM Punk got fired from AEW, and I said he's gonna be a Survivor Series in Chicago. I called it. I called it for. Thank you, Poot. You're welcome. Copyright strike. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, I called it. Me, this guy with the face. That's why I'm the it's brain. Thank you. That's why I'm the brains around here because I know things. Anyway, okay, so standings. Yeah. Uh, we got Dave on top for now. Yeah. With 162. Oh dear. And 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 if if I'm being completely rational, reasonable, and honest with myself, he's probably gonna win. But there's some hope. Because we have two yeah, more events Pat's, left. Pat's right behind him, so there is some hope. No, he's not. He's close. Uh, Pat is at 152. And then is me at 148. And then stupid Amber at 148, too. <laughs> <laughs> is she looking over your shoulder when you're take, making your picks? I, I, I cannot tell you. What's happened the last like <laughs> two quarters? I think she got tired of me calling her out for always making the dumbest choices in the world and putting these giant points on them. Or, or she's gotten lucky. Either way, I don't expect it. I, I think that it's it, it's it's gonna end. I think at world's end, I think that she puts a big stupid amount of points on a big dumb pick that she blows. Anyway. <laughs> Tom is right behind us at 142. Ransom is in the conversation at 135. It's going to take a little bit of a miracle, but hey, <laughs> this is the season of miracles, my man. Good point. Uh, Poot is at 122. And Scooby's at 97. Oh. Uh, you know, I, 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 yeah, uh, well, you don't have to talk about he, it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was it was just a really, really bad full gear. First time jitters. Scoop. That's all it is. Just first time jitters. Maybe. Poot, are you gonna put that guitar down, or am I'm I not... gonna come over there and smash it over your head? I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop, and that would also really hurt. It's not gimmicked like Jeff Jarrett's. I'm just like, I'm sorry. I have new toys, and they're fun. Slide I didn't tell you to gimmick the guitar. I'm gonna use a fucking honky talk man guitar and break your fucking neck. Um, I don't have well, a neck, so good luck. Oh. Anyway, anyway, Snowman. those are the, those are the standings. I would Turtle like man. I would uh, like to thank Scoob for being around, so that I'm not the fucking worst. I cannot wait for Q1. It can't come fast enough. I need a hard reset. 
I am. Why? I... You can do the same shit. Oh, we're we're gonna try something. We're, we're, we're gonna try something stupid here. Watch this. <laughs> then every time, and then every time that I make one that's actually good, you go. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't, because that'll put you ahead, and I don't want that. Fuck you. Hoot, I have been. Wow. Hoot, I have been fucking working your gimmick for the last two decades, man. I know, I and that's you, why he's in charge of all this shit, and he just works his magic. And in true fashion, eventually, it all falls apart. I don't fucking it's know. True. It's true. No matter how much magic he true. works, he's still behind I, me. Oh. No, you're 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 100% correct. He, he is 100% correct. And, and and again, I know I live in a world of fantasy where I'm uh, where where I'm still the Choose champion. <laughs> but in all reality, at this point, it, it's it's damn near a route. Uh, again, I'm not gonna say never. It's 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 only uh, it's only 12 points. So like, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna happen, but it feels pretty fucking unlikely, unless you really blow world's end picks, or unless Tony Khan, say, like I'm, you know, I'm very worried about world's end and and what he might completely just do, and how much yeah, how much shit he has up his nose that day. Oh, and, and who, <laughs> who, and who knows? Like with this fucking ongoing MJF situation, like you know, there's still the, the whole bidding war of 2024. They're still treating that like uh, you know kayfabe. So like we're still expected you, to believe that Max might actually leave. Do you know how much money? Think about it. Think about this. Just imagine, Punk comes back. He's playing ball. He's 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 doing the thing. He has good feuds, entertaining feuds. Uh, you know, he's he has his uh, don't be a dick or get fired clause, supposedly, and everything's going right. The night after WrestleMania, you just you just hear the 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 MJF music and he comes down on Punk and he goes, Punky, Punky Brewster. It would be massive. It would be massive. Dude. You can't escape the devil. Oh, I throw all the I money at him. You. H throw all the money and, at him. Word is he's already re-signed with AEW, yeah. so like I think that we're kind of. But you never know. Uh, again, in this business, you never say never because fuck, man, hell froze over twice, and here we are. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, how big of a get? And and like we know what Cody is to Max. They're they're really good friends. We know what Punk is to Max. You know, a fucking mentor, a fucking, you know, a, a, an idol. Like, not only so. So let's let's let let's go beyond this punk ripple. Let 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 let's let's jump in feet first. Beyond MJF, you know, this could potentially mean FTR goes back to WWE, widely regarded as the best team in the world. Why wouldn't they want to go back and be with their friend? You know? Can I can I interject real quick and ask you a question? Absolutely, absolutely. So where where F, where, where, where was FTR? Where FTR? I don't know the proper English there. FTR, comma, were they Triple H guys? <laughs> they absolutely were. So Triple like H Triple H, H was very high on them. Absolutely. So the whole like comedy gimmick that they got put in the back shaving, that was Vince McMahon. Vince and Kennedy McMahon. Yep. Yeah, that like, was all Vince and Bruce and all those guys. And well, man. that might all be the, uh, all the fucking rubmeisters. So that might be, oh boy, uh, if that's the case, 
Yeah, if that's the case, it wouldn't shock me to see FTR back because if Triple H liked them and saw clearly what they are and, you know, isn't going to abuse them like Vince did, you know, if he's going to have them back and make them a big deal, it, it really wouldn't surprise me if they jumped shit back. Anyway, continue. I don't... I'm not trying to be, you know, the fucking harbinger here. I'm not trying to, you know, be Homer Simpson with the signboard saying the end is near. All is all, all is lost for AEW. But here are some facts. AEW's biggest star, I think, a lot of people would argue, was CM Punk. Um, they, they, they treated him like the biggest star. He acted like the biggest star. And I think for a lot of people, they'll admit, I think even, uh, Melter Sapp said that he was like their biggest star to come through the doors and for them to handle him as badly as they did and lose him back to the competition. Not great, but here's another fact for you. AW mismanages talent like crazy. Yup. Fucking Keith Lee. Fucking Miro. Two prime examples of guys that they're like, we don't know what we're going to do with you, so we're just going to put you in matches and hope that something sticks at some point. I wonder, because now we're starting to get to the other side of a lot of those contracts that AEW signed. I wonder if Punk's return isn't like a harbinger in and of itself. To say, and I mean, you know, Jay Cargill, Cody Rhodes, two other great examples of people who, you know, basically started AEW, started with AEW, became big in AEW, and now they're back. Or in Jade's case, you know, debuting for the first time. People that were like, okay, yep, that was that. Now I'm back. And like... You know, Cody came back with a giant fucking chagrin smile on his face. Punk's back with a big chagrin smile on his face, acting like they were in the worst situation in the world, and now it's so much better. I, again, I'm not fucking pulling the alarm. I just am starting to think that maybe, just maybe, Tony Khan running the whole fucking kitten caboodle by himself... Or having a team of active wrestlers be active bookers may yep. not be the best decision for a company. Well, and, you know, we that was one of their strengths, though, man. Whenever they started and we were like, man, they're giving creative control to the wrestlers. Like, they're giving creative control to the wrestlers. They're giving more control to the wrestlers. You know, I, I, think, I think, like, early on we kind of talked about how we talked about how that may or may not be a bad idea. And well, you know, what's the old saying? Let the inmates run the asylum. Well, it's a terrible idea. I'm and, and, I'm, and I'm a huge AEW go Mark. You guys know that you guys know that I'll fucking put up money for every single fucking pay-per-view that AEW does because they're great in, in ring storytelling. They cannot be beat. They have the best matches Month over month at pay-per-views, fucking week over week at shows, and yet, they're still losing eyes. They're still losing marquee people. Yeah, at thing some I point... See... Yeah, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say, the three that, that have already jumped ship, all right, 
let's start off with Cody. Cody, he came over, he started AEW, but his main concern when he left WWE the original time was, I'm going to prove myself so I can come back. So he always had a foot back in that door no matter what. Jade Cardgill, she moved over for the money. Like, as soon as she jumped over to WWE, they realized how green she was, and she has been off TV ever since. They showed her, they, and that's it. I don't. I, I won't be surprised if we don't see her till the Rumble, and she might even be in there for a thirty-second spot just to do a couple of power moves and be and be back down to training again. And Punk, he just went back. Honestly, I think just I, just to show Tony Khan, hey, look what I can do. Look what look what you, look what you screwed up. It was completely out of spite. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If spite is the right word for it. I, oh, I it think is. it's for, I, punk, for punk. It's absolutely spite. It's absolutely fucking spite for Tony Khan. It's I, all spite. I think, like, I think he and just money. goes. Well, no, he and that was promo. That's what I said. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. I think it's just money. If they would have thrown not the money he wanted at them, I don't think he'd have gone back. I don't. I oh, really don't. I don't know about that. I, I don't. don't know about. I mean, dude, dude, like, do you realize? how big of egg is on Tony Khan's face right now. Like he literally had the guy. And again, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to gloat again. Punk's return. The biggest me, uh, social media touch in WWE history, the raw, the biggest ratings this year, minus the after the raw, after mania raw, like he's getting eyes, which is what he does. Like, Tony Khan had that power and failed to harness it correctly, accurately. And yes, Punk, you know, it being injury prone did not help his situation there. I'll be the first to admit that. But like, real talk, Tony Khan screwed Tony Khan. Like, he made his bed and and now... And and here's the here here's what's really interesting to me. Uh, reportedly, Daniel Bryan was on nope Bryan Danielson was on this committee that um, did the investigation and ultimately decided to uh, uh, let CM Punk go. Right? He was the talent um, representative. Yeah, he he, he uh, that I, I've heard he was like the head of the committee, and him and Punk go way back. They are friends. <laughs> And uh, he put something on 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 X um, to the um, I, I'm 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 gonna butcher the quote, but it, but it's something about what's right is not always going to be the most lucrative thing, but sometimes you still need to do it. Um, and and it's interesting that he referenced money, and so did CM Punk. I think that 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 there was no accident there, but like I you know I get it. I get it. You know, take a stand. Tony Khan, I fear for my life. I, I understand. And I, part of me, a lot of me, wonders how much of the last six months of CM Punk's career in AEW was just CM Punk trying to get fired. Yeah, like how uh, much really? was the, 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 grand, the, the grand plan? Absolutely. Absolutely. One, 100%. I, look, I, it'll probably never come out. Maybe no. it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. But I, I, I will. I will stand on this hill and say, I would not be at all surprised if 
during this last injury of his, he kind of saw the writing on the wall with AEW. Like, okay, Young Bucks are EVPs. They're, you know, hotheads. They're trigger happy. It's kind of the Wild West here and not in a good way. Like, I'm almost wondering if he saw the writing on the wall and thought, okay, not good. And it really, really wouldn't surprise me if Punk and H had some conversations while Punk was out injured. And, you know, in a very politically, not politically correct, uh, a very politician-like way, Triple H said to him, whenever you're done, I think we can. I think we can do business together. So that just not that... Not, not whenever your contract expires, whenever you're done. Thinly veiled uh, subversion. He's not, he yeah. He's not yeah. going to come out on a on a on a live phone call, because who knows? You know, a Triple H ain't no dummy. You know, Punk could have he's it on phone. Somebody he's a could be listening. Artist. He is, but he's smart. He's a yes. politician. He's he's a politician because yep. If he's going to try to tell CM Punk, hey, come back over here, he's not going to say, you know what, maybe you should do this. And if, you know, if you get fired, you, we got you. We got you. We're good. He, no, he's going to say, you know, when you're, when you're done there, not when your contract is up, when you're done, let's, let's do business. So it wouldn't surprise me if they had that conversation and Punk came back and thought, shoot well i'm here now and i've got a contract and they're not gonna let me out of it and he just happened to see jungle boy and i want to say that there's two options here he saw jungle boy say that and thought bingo there's my window this is how i can do it he purposely you know purposely had that fight with him because i'm willing to bet that tony said to punk look one more altercation like this and we're gonna have to do something so it wouldn't surprise me if saw that, you know, him, uh, Jungle Boy said that to the TV or to the monitor or the camera or whatever and went, oh, there it is. There's checkmate for me. That's option one. Option two, I would not at all, again, be shocked if before that match, Punk said to Jungle Boy, hey, you know what? Say something about glass. Like drop him on the hood of the car or the windshield or something, say something about glass. Just, just say it to the camera. It'll get you heat. And then when he says it, Punk gets all mad and wound up. And boom, he starts a fight, knowing full well Tony Khan will fire him for this. And CM Punk even goes above and Yeah, Punk goes above and beyond, too, and turns towards Tony Khan and makes like he's going to go for him. Really to hammer it home. Like I, He probably didn't have any intention on actually touching Tony Khan. But just to cement that in there, Giving that little turn towards him and making that little that little movement, like he might go after Tony, just so he can cement in the fact that he's going to get fired. Because what are the odds? What are the odds that Punk gets fired and then comes back a Survivor Series? Like really? Pretty like, thin, right? Survivor Series in Chicago of all places. What are the odds? Right. They knew right. Survivor yeah. Series was in Chicago. 
well in advance. So I'm willing to bet there was an advance. There's, there's Triple H again can say what he wants, but there's not a phone call two weeks before Survivor Series where him and Punk are hashing out a contract. No, this happened months and months and months in advance, probably before Punk got fired, probably before he even came back from his injury. I, I will bet everything that this was planned out a long way in advance. Punk found the right opportunity and got himself out. Ransom, are you saying that the frogs were gay from the start? Truth is, (laughs) the game was rigged from the start. Do you remember... Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead, Dave. Go, no, go ahead, Dave. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I would not be surprised if he had made a decision to leave after the first brawl out. Absolutely. Because, and he just basically at that point was like, "Well, I got a contract, and I'm gonna try and get out of this, and now I can't get out of it." And the other reason why he came back was I guarantee the network got involved and was like, "We need to have him back. We got We're gonna start this new show." And that's when Tony Khan was like the pseudo brand split where he basically gave him his own show. And he still felt after, I don't know, how many weeks did we have that show? Like before he got injured again, like a couple of weeks, couple of weeks, a handful, then, a handful of weeks. And then, and then he was, at, he was sitting at home again going, you know what? This still isn't as good. I'm, I, I still want to out of here. And let's I, just like you said, Ransom, I'm pretty sure he was like, I'm done. Let's, let's figure out a way to get out of this. Mm-hmm. 100%. Hey, if you were, Dave, you are one hundred percent like right where I I I think that that decision came after brawl out. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. You know, after brawl when, out. when he when 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 he came to AEW, he came with you know big eyes, and he said, "Let's fucking go. Let's make this the biggest company in the world." And it was a rocky start. And he's like, "All right, okay, like this is gonna take some time to work out." And then brawl out happened, and he's like, "Okay, this is not." what I signed up for. <laughs> and if this is how this dog and pony show is going to work down here, I'm out. And Dave's yeah, absolutely right. You know, man. there's, there's one thing about brawl out that has always been like a, a thorn in my side is that brawl out started because he said something in the scrum saying, if people have a problem, come find me. Yep. The Bucks and, and Kenny came with their, the lawyer of AEW, if I'm not mistaken, to come talk to him that night. And that's when all this stuff happened. Yep. So, like, he said, come talk to me. And they did. And Ego's got in the way. And then all this stuff just blew up. I, well, okay. And, well, then, does... and... Go ahead. remember, go? when he was on sabbatical, when, when he was on sabbatical, or whatever you want to call it, injured the first time, remember how he showed up at Raw that one random time? Right. And Just in the that back. was on the and, and, and like, plane ride yeah, back from the to, meeting with Jericho. Yep, yep. Trying to like shake hands, apologize for wrongdoings. He was trying to talk to Vince. He was trying to talk to Triple H, and just kind of like meant Vince is there. Bingo. I think I think that I think that that was the time when he realized, all right, this has gone south. The the, the fucking cows are out of the barn here. Mm-hmm. I gotta build this other bridge I burnt back the fuck up or else I'm going to be living in Japan the rest of my life. Well, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think there's anything wrong with that. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I wish I had, I wish I had more poignant things to say, but you guys are like going off to the races with like it, like 
A couple months ago, we were talking about how big of a pain in the ass CM Punk is. We were talking about how big of a pain in the ass the man is, how 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 immature he is, how these things, and now because of a return, is it all these pieces are just falling into place? Or is it one of those things oh. where everyone's just going, oh, there's the writing on the wall. Oh. We need to make sure that it's bap, 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 bap. Like, you know. I said it two weeks yeah. ago. I said it two weeks ago, like, that, that, that I had flipped. Because I absolutely think that WWE is a product that needed a little bit, a, a good product right now that needed a little bit of a spark. And I think that CM Punk absolutely is going to be that guy to be a fucking spark. See, but I'm on the other side. I I haven't changed my opinion. I think it's a complete waste of time to bring him back. He is Whoa. going to eventually blow up. I, I, I think he has become what he griped about when he was in WWE the first time. The grumpy old veteran who's not giving anything, who's not giving the young guys what they want, and he has basically become what he used to complain about during his, his original promos back in ROH. Back in in WWE when he first came in, back in you either become you either become the hero or, or you die the hero or you uh, live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And I'm here for that. Like honest to God. Wait, hold on, I'm did you sure guys? I think I lost you. Yeah, we lost. Yeah, we lost you for a second. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all good. That's all right. But yeah, no, I mean, I, you okay. know, that's. I don't know what you I heard mean, from me, but go ahead. I mean, you're fired, but yeah. you're, you know. <laughs> you, 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 you made a great point and, and Pooh kind of brought it home with saying you know like yeah you, you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain Correct. and I'm here for like meta CM Punk CM Punk knowing that he's become what he's hated and leaning into that isn't that what the summer of Punk and Ring of Honor was all about CM Punk becoming what he hated and leaning into it like, let's fucking blow this shit to the roof, man. Let's go. Let's yeah, see if you're going to get neutered punk. John Cena. Huh? You're going to get huh? neutered punk at this point. Like, look Maybe. at the promo it from is... Monday. His return. Yeah, I was going to say his return promo was an absolute nothing burger. Oh, it was horrible. It's oh, it true. was nothing. It's it was true. a big old fat sack it's... of, hey, I'm back and I don't like people. All right. Bye, everyone. I'll say this. CM <laughs> Thanks, punk, everybody. Bye. CM Punk on his worst day is still like 50% better than most of you other guys in the promo in WWE. Uh, and that's oh. just the way it is. Even a 50% CM Punk promo, and I would argue that, that was a 50%er, is still going to be good. I, I eh. think that there is a ton 50. of money <laughs> okay 50? i think there's a ton of money on punk and seth rollins right now i think that they're oh, angling yeah. that to be the main event of wrestlemania night one and if it's not I'm that's here a crime that's a crime if it's not i agree and i think that the promos will be great and i think that cm punk has to play the role of block of block brock lesnar here has to block business. He cannot. He cannot wrestle every show. You know. No. You want. You know. That's 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 why you brought Randy Orton back. Well, you know, to be that guy. To be to be the veteran to come back and wrestle every show. You have to treat CM Punk like what he is, and that is a shooting star. Because a, you don't know how long he's going to last. Dave brings up a perfectly valid point that we've all talked about. Who knows how long that this happy punk is going to last? And well, b. We know Punk's injury history the last two or three years. 
is not great. So, like, you got to be very careful with this situation. I think uh, if if we don't get Rollins Punk at Mania, they could just source Brock Lesnar and uh, have um, have the head of the table work uh, work double overtime, and they could have them in a three way match and have it be a Paul Heyman on a pole match. Oh, I saw that meme on. Facebook. I love it. I just saw it, and I'm like, that's fucking no, great. Like, here, no, but here, here's my. Here's my thought on the whole CM Punk and WWE thing. Uh, again, we, we, we've talked about it many times. AEW is the Wild West. There's not a lot of structure. There's not a lot of... There's not a lot of corporate people making sure things flow smoothly. And that is, I think, one of the major downfalls of AEW at this point. It's, it's primarily Tony Khan and a handful of wrestler EVPs. That's, that's not going to hold structure. Tony Khan can't hold structure. He's too busy snorting cocaine. The Young Bucks can't hold structure. They're too busy worrying about their own you know, TV time and their own spots. WWE has people in the back who used to be wrestlers who know how things who know who knows what works and what doesn't work but the big thing is is that they used to be wrestlers they're not active competitors anymore they they have no horse in the race so there's none that, that conflict that's in AEW isn't in WWE Triple H isn't an active wrestler anymore Road Dogg's not an active wrestler anymore Shawn Michaels not an active wrestler the wrestlers they have in the back that are putting things together and bringing bringing the pieces into place. WWE doesn't have to worry about them and their on-screen egos getting in the way. That's an AEW problem. I think, again, we, we give Vince McMahon a lot of poo, but Vince McMahon knew wrestling. And Triple H studied at the feet of the master. So... When everybody's, you know, when a lot of people said, including myself, Triple H isn't going to bring CM Punk back. They don't like each other. Triple H doesn't like CM Punk. Triple H saw Vince McMahon not like a lot of people. He saw Vince McMahon have a lot of problems with a lot of people, and a lot of people have a lot of problems with Vince McMahon. But when the time came to make money and do business, Vince McMahon forgave and forgot. That is something that I think Triple H has brought upon himself. Oh, he's not sure. an active wrestler anymore, so right. he's not going to have that competitive nature with CM Punk anymore. Mm -hmm. He's completely focused about the product. He's a completely you know focused about what's going on in the back and what's going on with storylines. He's out of it. He's out of the storyline picture as an active competitor. So I think having learned from Vince McMahon, Triple H said to Punk, you know what? We had our problems. However, we put those problems aside. You're going to make a lot of money. We're going to make a lot of money. And if we're both making a lot of money, we're both going to be very happy. So It's funny well, but, but, that, that, that you mentioned Triple H and Road Dog because like, when we were talking about Brawl Out and Punk and, and the Bucks and, and Kenny Omega, my first thought was like it, it was it was like running a foul of the click in 1998 or 1997. Yeah. Like it was basically a death knell because, yeah, 
like, yeah, they're active wrestlers, but they're also guys who were like upper echelon, you know, in, in, in the mind and a pocket to the bookers and things. So like, yeah, of course, if you, if you ran afoul of the fucking, um, the click, you were, you were on borrowed time. Now also look back. If you, if you dissect the podcast that CM Punk had with Colt Cabana and a lot of the gripes that he had there. Yeah. Okay. So the Undertaker's going to beat you and he goes away. Then what for me? John Cena is going to beat you. Then what for me? Triple H is going to beat me and then go away. What for me? That's gone now. Like those people aren't here anymore. Maybe Brock Lesnar, but there's, I don't think there's any money between Brock Lesnar and CM Punk nowadays. So that's gone. And so, you know, that was a big gripe there. I think a lot of the animosity that stemmed between Triple H and CM Punk stemmed because Triple H was split between backstage and active competitor. Again, that's gone. I think, and I hope that I'm right, for the sake of entertainment's sake. And it's going to sound like I'm going back on what I said previously. I kind of am. I think now, 2023, going into 2024... CM Punk in WWE is going to be a completely different beast than CM Punk in AEW and CM Punk's last stretch in WWE. Because I don't think a lot of the gripes are there anymore. A lot of the problems and a lot of the conflicts, if not all, I think are gone. WWE has the structure that someone like CM Punk needs. They're not the Wild West. They have corporate structure they have rules and regulations you know they have codes of conduct i i'm willing to hedge a bet at this point and i know beef references cm punk as a shooting star burns bright but burns fast honestly i think if if the structure can stay in place for cm punk backstage I think him now in WWE is a completely different animal. And it it wouldn't shock me if CM Punk lasts a decently long time here and then winds up retiring with all the pomp and circumstance of, you know, somebody who had some problems, righted their wrongs, and is riding off into the sunset as the hero. He's got to keep his nose clean, though, man. And I know, like, in the clause, I know there's, like you said, I agree. Rambunctious, fussy children do better with structure. So you're correct. Like, it, it's absolutely true. But the, but, but the thing is, you can't, if Punk wants to go off the rails and he wants to run his mouth or he wants to impose his will on someone... You guys know as well as I do, he's going to fucking do it, whether you like it or not. Because the worst case scenario is he gets fired again. And I don't think at this point, judging by what's happened over the past couple years or even the past decade, I honest to God don't think Punk really gives a fuck about his legacy because all this shit, he, he has, he's Teflon. All this shit can happen. He can be involved in all these things, all these issues, all these problems. And then what what will happen? People will still, in a completely uh, 
off-brand company from who he's working with will chant his fucking name. Like, they, they just will. So, like, no matter what, there's always going to be people out there who are going to be CM Punk apologists at worst or CM Punk or, or CM Punk stands at best. It's just going to happen. And and that's the thing is I'm not beef. I'm not I'm not like saying this is like a like thumb in my nose at you. But it but like you're kind of the proof positive of that. You will always find a way to like 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 people will just always find a way to just not really have like they'll be like well you know it's it's the equivalent of just like like you know you know what they say like you know it'll you know what they say, you know what they say. like but that's but that's my point is that they they will they'll just kind of go well it is what it is, and that's that's who CM Punk is. And you knew what you were getting into when you were working with him, and you and you know that's that's yeah, that's how he fucking legit. rolls. He's legit. He is okay, legit. he's what legit. He no, he's, if he was legit, on. he if he was legit, he would have had a really good run in UFC. My point is Ooh. with this, yeah. I'm, let's I'm not forget he's legit about that. The cult of personality. He's mm-hmm. he's legit the cult of personality, dude. Like fucking, he he's, he's a guy. That for whatever reason, like connects with people. I can tell and, you why. And because he's that guy that he's that guy that like tells people to fuck off. He goes, you know what? This is what I want. Fuck you. And like people go, yeah, I would love to be that way. That's a tale as old as time, man. That is a tale as old as fucking time. Like. A real life Steve Austin, if you will. It is. He is a re- yeah. That's an excellent way to put it. That is an excellent way to put it. He is a real life Steve Austin, like because Steve Austin himself, he's a nice, laid back kind of chill dude. He's a guy you want to have a beer with. Huh? The um uh, but but like that's that. But that's my that's my point is that he's cool. I'm not saying CM Punk isn't cool. I'm saying that like. That's that's the problem with a person or a, or a character like that is that you you have to know what you're getting into and people will just be like, well, if you didn't want to deal with him, then why did you fucking sign him? Because you like making money and you want to give people what they want. Oh well, like it's 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 a never-ending cycle. It's it's the Ouroboros. It's a snake eating its own fucking tail. The no, argument of for or I, against CM Punk. I can. You can't have one without the other. That's assuming that all of the, you know, air quote here, problems that we've been referencing for the past however many months were legit problems. I think Brawlout was a legit problem. But I think we've talked about that and we don't feel, I don't feel, that that's 100% Phil Brooks. No, I think that's at a combo. worst, it's sixty oh. forty. Phil Brooks. No. Uh, I don't know, man. He did like seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. Even I'd call it even I'll go, 50 on that one. I'll go. I'll go seventy thirty at worst. At worst, I, because Hangman said some shit too that was no, unchecked. He so did. like, and and you're right. It's not. It's not just punk. It's it's usually. But the thing is, if you take you said. You know, CM Punk is what? What do you say? A shooting star, or like that? That he'll he has that spark to ignite WWE. The thing is, if you take a shooting star or a spark and you put it around a shit fuck ton of gunpowder, what's gonna happen? 
like I, the other, I, kaboom you know that's the other issue right now is is not even punk i'm, I'm sure punk's gonna be on his best behavior for at least until WrestleMania, but you got to think of all the other guys that he probably just pissed off. I mean, up until Punk showed up, Rollins' opponent for WrestleMania was rumored to be Gunther. Now yeah. he's getting kicked in the wayside. And then you True. you have LA Randy Knight. Orton who returned at Survivor Series and was completely overshadowed by Punk like ten minutes later. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, his but reaction in the ring. He wasn't happy, but it's still, no, he it's, was. It's, they're they're they're, they're buddies. buddies. He was yeah, he was fucking waving, having a good time. Like you know, he it's, sat down in the chair and like he punk waved to him. He waved to punk. That's that that's a non-starter with with the Orton thing. Okay, but, but I, I mean, you have other guys like that who are just gonna get pushed pushed to the wayside. I mean, now. but look, Gunther, Beef said in our chat too. Hold on, Beef said in our chat. Whenever you know, I I sent that clip of Rollins freaking out, and Beef oh, said hundred percent hundred percent of work. Absolutely. And I and, and I, I agree with Beef. I don't think WWE is going to bring back CM Punk and upend the ship. Like I just I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think if there was a a top star or a couple top stars or even a top star and a couple soon to be top stars that had a problem, a severe, unable to get over problem with CM Punk. I don't know that they bring him back because, you know, while, you know, beef is right, he's a moneymaker and he gets eyes. I don't think WWE is going to upset the apple cart for one guy. I think if there were legit problems that people had talent in the back, not like mid card, nobodies, but big top stars or guys like Gunther, who is going to be a very big top star. I think if they had legit problems, WWE doesn't bring him back because they know what, what that can do. They know what that can do to an environment that they have. And I think they finally have an environment where people are happy. People want to be there. Cody wants to go back. Jade wants to go over. Like they finally have an environment where people are like, Oh my God, triple H is leading us now. Finally, this is going to be a great place. They're he not going to spoil had a great that. Instagram post too with CM Punk's return. So I wonder if, you know, Ricky Starks doesn't have a, and I mean, if you remember when Ricky Starks went to AEW, he was a big get. He was a guy that reportedly NXT, that NXT had their eyes on and he chose AEW over them. And I think that the Ricky Starks would be jive fucking enormous. Um, This is going to affect a lot of contracts. Yeah. The The guys who are up for that. Sure. Sorry. Um, what the hell? I was going to say something when Poot was talking. I completely forgot what it was. Fuck. All right, go ahead. I have that effect. I think, I was... I, and, 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 and I'll, I'll, I'll go one step further here. And I, and I agree. Like, I don't want to see Gunther uh, supplanted and, and, by CM Punk. And, and, but I think it's... Thank you. But I think it's going to happen. But let me say this. Yes, Gunther would actually absolutely get a huge rub by beating Seth Rollins at, at, at WrestleMania for the world title. Would he get a bigger rub by beating CM Punk for the world title at SummerSlam? I think potentially. I mean, you know, because you're going to have guys like Pooh said. You know, Punk is that guy, man. Punk is him. Whether you want to fucking address that elephant in the room or not, he's a guy that I think a lot of people are going to hold in the highest of regards when all is said and done. Because I think he is going to keep his nose clean. I think he does care about his legacy. And I think that that's why we are where we are. So mm-hmm. I think that 
CM Punk losing the world title at SummerSlam to Gunther has a bigger effect than Gunther winning the world title at WrestleMania, which probably would not have happened anyway, given that it would have been probably a night one main event. I don't know that they would have sent the fans home unhappy, quote-unquote, by having Gunther win. So I think that this makes a little bit plus. The other side of it is, Punk right now is on a is 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 on a neat little ride where he doesn't necessarily have to be the face. Like he can be kind of like you know the he 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 can be one of my favorite you know comic 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 book characters Venom. He can be the fucking antihero. He can be the guy that's like, hey, you can hate me, but I'm doing this for you. Like and and people may grow to resent that, and then you could have that groundswell with Gunther that you used once he beat CM Punk for the world title to then pivot him and to face him. Uh, again, I you know I'm 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 riffing here, obviously, but but I think and let's not forget whenever CM Punk was injured in WWE, he did commentary, and we're like. Oh shit! Like, look how fucking good CM Punk is on commentary. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get a happy Punk, there's something else he could do. And we've talked about it ad nauseum. How fucking smart Phil Brooks is, the man, in terms of wrestling knowledge. If you keep that guy fat and happy, and paid, he could be an amazing booker for your organization. I would mm-hmm. love now again. I would love to see what what they're paying Punk. A lot. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. I, I guarantee you. It's it, it's 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 a Lesnar style contract, where he will not work a lot of dates, like he, physically. He'll probably do a lot of like talking, more than Lesnar. He'll show up, but I don't think he's gonna do a lot of wrestling. And and, that, and again, I'm here for that, and I'm fine with that because I think that that's what needs to happen to make this return special and to make it work. Well, he'll at least wrestle more than Roman Reigns, though. Except that too. Absolutely. Like, at least once he beats Seth Rollins for the title, we'll have a champion that we can finally be proud of as a fighting champion. LOL. Roman sucks. Um, yeah, man. Like, I, I you know, I, I, I still stand by my flip-flop a couple weeks ago where I said that I think that this is a big deal for, for whoever gets him. And I stand by that. Um, it, but... I, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that AEW got a pretty big fucking contract too, and Will Ospreay. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. you know, I, again, I'm I'm not out here saying, oh, AEW is done for. I I I I think that we are in phase two of this whole thing, where I think we'll see some more flip flops. I think we'll see some people that will go back to WWE. I think that we'll see some people that will go from WWE to AEW. And I think that we'll see some, you know, some 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 crazy brand flip flopping. But I think that it's going to be lead to better television and continue because again, AW good, Raw right now good, SmackDown right now sometimes good, like NXT right <laughs> now good. Wrestling is in a boom period right now. The ratings aren't like they were in the Attitude Era because they never will be again. And stop fucking comparing it to the Attitude Era. It's never going to be the Attitude Era. P.S. The Attitude Era was boring as hell. Fight me. We we we, we know you're you're wow. disdained for the Attitude Era. Also, the wrestling the wrestling in the Attitude Era compared to now was like I mean like fucking garbage trucks. Yeah, it was. I mean, honest to God, like I I hate to say it, but it was it was comparatively there is no comparison. Um, I don't know, man. I 
again, I'm going to say, I'm going to say an infamous poot phrase. We're going to have to see where it goes because if, if punk, if punk will play ball and he'll behave himself and he'll chill, chill the F out and he'll, and, and he'll work and he'll be willing to like, for example, if he gets into a war of words on air, like, you know, having a, having a promo in the ring or whatever with, uh, with like the likes of Rollins or LA Knight or anybody else who can, you know, at least put up uh, a good sparring match with him on the mic and take things in stride and be able to go to it instead of like taking it real fucking personal. I think we're going to get a lot of good out of CM Punk. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just, man, it's like, it, it's, it, it's like taking your ex back for the second time. You're like, okay, I, I hope you don't, don't fuck it up. Like, I, I, I think, think it's a cardinal rule. I mean, the, the, the cardinal rule in WWE right now with CM Punk just needs to be don't fucking talk about Colt Cabana. You want to talk about Phil Brooks, you want to talk about uh, April Menendez, whatever. You have at it. April Mendez, uh, you know, you, you want to talk about fucking Larry, you go for it. But don't fucking utter the name Colt Cabana, Scotty Goldman. Don't make any references because that's going to be the thing that's going to fucking set CM Punk off more than anything else. So Poot, Poot said something, and it reminded me of what I wanted to say before when Poot was talking about Yay. CM Punk's problems in, in AEW. So thank you for, for triggering my ancient old man brain. Anytime, Boot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, so weird. No, it's it's sexy. Um, if <laughs> if somebody if somebody says something or in AEW, if somebody said something or did something that pissed CM Punk off, there was there was a confrontation. You know, there was there was no hashing out. Like it, it either either there was a confrontation or people went their separate ways, stewing and steaming and being mad and getting madder and getting getting angrier and getting worse. I hate to I hate to keep harping on it because I'm a broken record, but apologies all around. WWE has that structure to where, okay, if somebody crossed the line, Triple H or Road Dog or pick a veteran that is is in that WWE structure, they're gonna get people together in a controlled, calm, quiet environment one-on-one mediator and say, okay, let's hash this out. You said this, you didn't like it. Or, you know, you didn't like what this guy said. Let's, let's figure this out. Like that's, I think what WWE has that AEW didn't. There was nothing. There was no barrier. There was no mediator. There was no third party presence to bring a conflicted party together to work something out. Tony Khan is not that, he, he doesn't have that, that ability. He doesn't have that skill, but Triple H does. Triple H has the ability to say, okay, come on, we're going to go into my office and we're going to talk. And he's going to talk to CM Punk and then he's going to talk to whoever, you know, take CM Punk off and they're all three of them are going to come together, sit down and hash it out. And I think that's probably what you're going to see a lower, not not a zero chance, but a lower chance for a self-destruct in WWE because he's not, Triple H, the leader, is not going to let two two parties 
do about a wrong or a perceived wrong until it blows up and becomes a real big problem. He's going to head that off immediately so that it doesn't escalate and it doesn't become a problem. So honestly, I think the odds of having an environment to where CM Punk can self-destruct are greatly diminished in WWE because of the leadership that they have in place. I think 2024 is going to be the year to, to watch across both companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the punk issue with WWE or it's Tony Khan with his uh, creative, I think we're going to look back in 10 years and say 2024 is the year in wrestling. Either this boom is going to continue or it's going to fall apart. Interesting. Okay. I I, I like that. I kind of kind of putting it, putting that out there. Um, I, you know, salient point and again, Dave. like we're, we're, it's sounding like we're coming off hard on AEW and, and I, I don't want that because I love AEW. I do with every core of my being. I love what they're doing. All of their wrestlers are entertaining to me and, and they're a blast to watch. I've never regret paying anyone review it's always been fucking well worth my money it, it, it's just yeah like like dave said man I, I you know i think that tony khan's kind of sitting on a house of cards right now and he's just got to figure it out uh all all wrestling organizations kind of go through it man um and and, and that's you know what you got to do you got to figure your shit out uh maybe he will and maybe they'll have a lasting impression uh like uh, wcw or you know even you know wwe someday maybe there'll be a flash in the pan like uh um you know any any number of of organizations ecw uh mlw although they're still kicking i guess um but you know like those 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 kind of uh organizations uh, uh lucha underground that are like you know spoken about in like revered tones but like nothing ever came um i'll tell you this so QT Marshall brought up a great point on his way out the door of, of, of AEW, uh, which was news recently that he's gone. That AEW's kind of moved away from the sports entertainment industry and become more of a sport industry. And he even said that they've become more like New Japan, almost in a bad way. Is, is, he, he was the, the connotation was was that it was almost in a bad way. I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I think that you can focus on having great matches and still have interesting stories, especially with guys like fucking MJF. You know, you can still have really great stories and 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 uh, still have really great matches, but. Um, you know, I'll, I I think I think I mentioned it last time, and I'll mention it again. This fucking uh, Continental Classic that AEW is doing, which is basically the G1 but in America, is amazing. Uh, the round robin tournament where it's just fucking wrestling, like just go out there and wrestle, and you know everybody gets to wrestle everybody else. Perfect. It, it, it's already given us some great matchups, some some great first time matchups that we had never seen before. So, yeah, I mean, you know what? Like, I think 
I'm all right. I'm a bar rescue guy. Okay, I I I, I like I like I like bar and rescue. And one of John Taffer's big points that he always kind of likes to talk about with with failing bars, especially with bars that have competition in the area, you gotta have something to set yourself apart. You know, be it a gimmick or just a different style. Like you gotta do something different to bring yourself up from the background of everything else that's going on. And I am here for AEW being an alternative, not competition. Don't be WCW because you're never going to out WWE, WWE. Never. Be an alternative. And that's exactly what I think that they have talked about from the beginning, is being somebody who is doing something different. Like, you look at it and it's like, okay, it's the same, but is it really? And, and and I think that that's where they can excel and will excel, is being a different product on screen. That just like, like leaning into the fact that they are unique. It is that Wild West. Like, leaning into that. Right. <laughs> like, have your, you know, fucking banger after banger after banger. Have these, like, death matches that are crazy violent and that people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that, they, you know, that they did this. You know, have these, you know, fucking incredible wrestling matches. And, I mean, again, that's what they're gearing up for. Like, you don't sign Will Ospreay, who I think has had the best year of any professional wrestler in the history of probably ever this year uh, with some of the matches that he's put out there. Like you don't sign Will Osprey if you don't if 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 you aren't trying to be, you know, try 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 to bring the smoke and be like the the, the best wrestling organization on the planet, uh, and and I think that that's going to be a big a big selling point. You know, today's point of twenty twenty four as well is what they do with Will Osprey and how that works out because I think that that could go a long way for them. That's fair. I, I like that. That's the thing is don't take all the conjecture that you heard in this episode of the fact that we think that AEW lacks star power. Like if we take punk out of the equation here, let's, let's be real. We take punk out of the equation. I think they have a lot of star power. It's just a different kind of star power. It's the same thing of, to be perfectly honest with you, it's the same thing. If you look internally at WWE, if you look at, um, NXT, uh, black and gold, like classic and the main roster in the heyday of the black and gold, I was, I was way more of a fan of anybody in NXT than I was on the main roster. But again, it's because I had the working knowledge of the people that were there. And how big of a deal it was when Adam Cole showed up. How big of a deal it was when Keith Lee showed up. You know, like, you know, I I think it, it could have that kind of vibe. You you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah, think that's absolutely. a bad, that, like Beef said, that's not a bad thing. That's absolutely not a bad thing. One thing, so, Okay. Uh, because I think that we're going to get into another big topic here. Do we want to roll into one, or are we going to do two? Let's separate and do two. 
Poop. Yes. Say something stupid. Yeah, you want me to say? Uh, okay. Um, remember, you can instantly stress anyone out by yelling "catch." <laughs> that title's mine. 